Welcome to the second episode of the FUBAR podcast. Uh, today we have a very, very special guest. We have Elijah from Operational Industries. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, as well joining us, we have Isaac, we have Joe, we have Mason, and we have Riley joining us as well. So let's just get right started. So the first thing I want to ask you um, is, what was it like with having this idea to to do something like, you know, like this, for example, like operational? And what really made you say, I'm just going to go for it? <laughs> oh, man. I, so like I was telling you guys before we started, I, I wish there was a, a, a short answer. Um, a lot of it leads up to just kind of the way I grew up, the things I was exposed to. Um, another portion of it is the most recent chapter of my life is when I met my wife and had my son and then how things had rapidly changed within specifically the United States, uh, not just within the 2A community, but just America in general. And due to the things that I had been exposed to as a kid, I wanted to try and be somewhat of a face for those also looking for a positive outlet um, that actually brought value to their lives and their loved ones' lives. So there's a couple different ways you could look at this. Um, so obviously I'm in like the second amendment community slash industry, and that's kind of our main focus. Um, and from before I introduced myself as an individual or a business to the industry, uh, I, I kind of observed from a distance for a while. So some would say like just some random guy um, is kind of who I was. I was just like a lot of other guys that I, that I interact with on a regular basis that are just, you know, they're supporting what I'm doing, you know, they're buying my products and then they're also preaching the same stuff I'm preaching, right? I had been doing that for a while and supporting a lot of different companies, but there was a few flaws that I saw in companies. There was a few flaws and things that I, I wish uh, like the influencer type would do differently. Uh, like for instance, talking normally to people, like, well, why is it that these big guys in the industry, you know, when we're confiding in them for information um, and, and things that are supposed to be life-saving and beneficial to us, why are they leaving us on red when we send them a message? Like, how many of you guys have been left on red? Like, how real is that? I've been left on red by f um, um, I've been left. On I mean, you don't have to name drop, but like, <laughs> save your ass in the future. Like, uh, and that's another thing I'll tell you too, because I like you guys are just starting out. Like, just be careful whose name you speak of. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I learned that the hard way. And I, there's so one of my other biggest gripes with the industry is that there's, um, there's a lot of exclusive groups. Well, there, I wouldn't say there's a lot. There's, there's an exclusive group within the industry and there's a lot of um, big names within this group. And if you're not within that group or not one of them is associated with you, they want nothing to do with you because they, they see you as a threat, period. Um, it's like how our moms always told us when we were kids, like they don't like you and they're mean to you because they're threatened by you. And that's fucking real. Um, and I'm not like coming after anybody or trying to take anything from anyone. All I'm trying to do is be like a place for people to go meet other dudes and fucking train together. Like it's that simple. Um, but it's come off very apparent that people are threatened by what it is that I'm doing, which is really funny because everything we've done is pretty organic. Um, 
So that's, there's a lot of um, like high school behavior within the 2A industry. So back to what I was saying when it like before I introduced myself, um, kind of got off track there, my bad. Um, before I introduced myself, I saw a lot of flaws. And so I was taking note of those things and tried to find a way to do things differently, um, if that makes sense. I don't know if that really makes sense to you guys, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. that's, that's how, that was one of the things that I was told by a boss when I was growing up. He was like, the only way we learn is by fucking shit up. And I made a lot of mistakes growing up and I've made mistakes even through this business. Um, I don't know how many of you guys know, like how many of you guys have been around since like the beginning, like before the name operational industries. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I have a, uh, an arms dealer t-shirt. Y'all sent me another one because it got Mm -hmm. ripped, but it had the goon operational on the back. So it was before. Yeah. I remember that Goon operational. I remember when you guys did your first goon op hat drop. That was cool. I was just broke, so I couldn't buy one. Well, and that, that's fine. So when it started, so that, I'll go to the very beginning. So another thing that I noticed before getting into the industry was that there was a lot of like fake uh, personalities. So, and what I mean, and I don't mean that by like dudes LARPing that weren't in the military. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is people would like create these names um, like Goon, right? And it would like, it, it meant something um or like for hey, a couple of you guys have like rates right it means something um but like to everyone else it means something differently and so the two main things that i saw was like goon and operator so i changed my personal account name to the goon operator as like a joke like kind of making fun of everyone that thinks they're a goon or that thinks they're an operator um because that was like all of the internet and it was just kind of like a cliche like cringy joke on my end and like everyone in my little group understood that and they knew that well one night i was talking to a buddy of mine while we were playing xbox and i was like dude like there's all these like super cool guy groups and like they take these edgy photos and they do these like cool guy cqb videos and there's like no context behind any of it and they have this like edgy name or whatever and i was like what if we just like created one like and just showed people how easy it was to create something that is like serious, but in a jokingly manner. And that's how we came up with the name Goon Operational Group. It was like completely a joke in the beginning. And for some reason, a lot of people fucking loved it. And so as time continued on, and then more people started to filter out as we grew bigger, like people would move away or we had drama or whatever within the group. And then it just ended up being me and my wife again. People just, just go different ways. Right. So when, when I realized kind of like where I was within the industry and the, the networking that I had done um, and the people that I had been communicating with, like I'm making like a legitimate impact, just doing what I wanted to do, you know, my own way of doing it um, while still doing like some cool guy stuff for entertainment. Um, the name didn't reflect the seriousness behind the mission, which initially it wasn't really anything other than just trying to bring people together and train. Cause I saw that that was something that was lacking. Um, and that's why we changed the name to operational industries. So that it doesn't sound as like corny. It doesn't sound like as like niche, um, you know, goons kind of it, like it's kind of funny too, because like from my perspective, 
there was only like one or two accounts with the name goon in it and then after we did it almost everyone changed their name to like goon something <laughs> that's a good feeling though it's it what but but here's my from my perspective of it is they fucked up the name like there's a lot of dorks out there that used goon in their name and they were like all wrong about it they were like oh yeah we fuck with what you're doing and then you like look at their page and you're like no you're not like you're not you're you're on the other side bro like at, there's a lot of people that are like oh we're all in the same boat we're all in this together no we're not no my and i used to think like that too um and that was just because of my lack of knowledge of how things are going within the industry and the community i guess you could call it um and it's a very divided industry um it's i hate the word but it's very toxic and it's draining as hell i was just talking to a guy that um stopped by earlier today he was driving from oregon to indiana and uh he wanted to see the shop and meet me and stuff and so we were just kind of bullshitting and i told him i was like straight up if i didn't utilize social media for business none of you would have ever seen me like <laughs> i hate the internet with a burning passion yeah mm -hmm. um i think myself and joe at least can kind of speak from experience i guess from like the internet standpoint like we have tiktoks and stuff and like we'll post something that's like very obviously not like a uh, like oh yeah like i'm i'm i've been in seal team six you know and people are like look at this little cringy kid who thinks it's an operator and i'm like okay bro how old are you i just turned 15 so <laughs> you guys look 10 times cooler than i did when i was 15 you know what I mean? Like, and like, like, and I know that in an essence, we all know when we're putting this shit on, whether it's real or not, okay, there's a purpose behind it. And number one, you enjoy it and you have fun while you're doing it, right? Exactly. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that's the only reason, this is fun, I enjoy doing it. And like me and my boys just play some airsoft and we're emulating some form of like tactics. Even if you don't know anything about tactics, like, who cares, bro? You're a fucking kid. And that's like at a kid's level, like you're not out here preaching, oh, this is how you do, you know, a two man stack or this is how you do like an entry or whatever. Like you're not out here trying to tell people how to do things because that would be a different story. If you're out here just sharing what it is you're doing, there's no harm in that. I think the most I've ever done like that is like I've done videos on the um on the summit YouTube on like how to put on a tourniquet and that's a very basic knowledge you can't fuck that up I mean yeah I mean and and, and it's once you take like a stop the bleed class which it's li literally stop the bleed only requires one hour of education in order to certify people um and you can I'm stop the bleed uh, certified yeah exactly and it's and was that hard to get not at all exactly it's not so that's like with like our stop the bleed class we do like a four to five hour class because we want people to demonstrate to us that they can do these things so we do like a stress training um you know and then obviously we do like little things in between before we just throw them in with the wolves but um it's you know i i, I don't know I feel like there's a lot of different perspectives and I think that experience literally just comes from doing the thing over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, like you were saying, a tourniquet is a very simple thing if you have proper training, for sure. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to touch a little bit on what you said earlier about how the industry can be downright toxic. I've had peeks into, um, not even specifically with this industry, but We'll take defense contracting, for example. Looking at it from the outside, it doesn't seem that bad, but 
I've gotten a few peeks on the inside. Some of the stuff that goes down behind closed doors is like I stuff that would make like a normal person almost throw up. Like it's it's bad. And and I guess with any community, there's stuff like that. And so I guess that does involve the two A community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every bit of it. I mean, because then you ha- you have like your your tactical guys, you have your like uh, competition shooter guys, you have your long range guys, you got your military guys. I mean. And then you just got the average Joe that just bought a couple guns and it's like, oh, I kind of like what this guy's doing, this guy's doing, and they kind of just start to piece things together. Um, and then it's trying to like put everyone into one group. It's really hard to do that. And that was one thing that I was trying to avoid from the beginning was like, if you looked at someone that was, you know, an NRA certified instructor, you could kind of boil down their personality pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to like n- do everything that I could to where I wasn't boxed into a corner, um, to where the enemy couldn't be like, you're this, this, and this. And within the last, like God, a, a year and a half, I've slowly started to shift gears. And I was like, you know what? If you don't like me, I literally do not give a fuck. And if you unfollow me, like if I post a Bible scripture on my post, and you and I lose people as followers, that actually makes me happy because I don't have these fake people following me and I'm and I'm not confusing anyone with who I am, the things that I believe in. And I don't think that that's fair to do to our followers or our supporters at all. Like you should know because operational industries is Elijah Darmody. If you don't know who I am, how could you support operational industries? Because operational industries is literally two people. It is my wife and I period that's social media that's marketing that's production and shipping that's the podcast like everything you see operational industries related is me and my wife and nobody else my wife does all the back office stuff and like uh, customer service website development emails all that stuff i do everything else you see so it's so like i like and i don't mean that like in like a I do all this, like fucking, I'm awesome. What I mean by that is like, there is nobody else in between that could like mislead anyone as to who we are. You know? Once again, you, you know, you said that you kind of have that mentality of never too big of a company. I mean, the fact that you'd give people right. time of day when you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself is that's very, very respectable. And I can, and once again, with you doing that, like you said, it, it prevents anybody from being able to, to label you or say, oh, he's this, this, and this. Because with this, with the amount of like interaction you have with your followers, uh, that that's very difficult to do. Yeah, and it's a very it's a very mm-hmm. like noble thing to do as well. I feel I, I I respect you a lot for it, especially since like you didn't have to meet with us on this podcast. You didn't you have no obligation to us. We're just a bunch of you know teenagers with airsoft guns that like like informing people about very basic stuff. But you took the time out of your day, like come on here and talk to us, and it it, it definitely shows your values. Well, and one of the reasons why like I re- I really wanted to do this is because I'm stoked for you guys like. Who's the oldest in here? That'd be me, wouldn't it? Yeah. But he's 16. I'm 16. 16? Okay. When I was your guys' age, I don't mean to sound like a fucking old man, but I was a bad kid, bro. Like, I don't know your guys' story, and I don't. I would love to hear whatever you guys want to share, uh, but I was a bad kid. Like, 
I was up to no good. <laughs> and it like, from the looks of what I've seen from a couple of you guys, um, it looks like you at least have some form of goal. And, and, and the other reason why I like being on this with you guys is because if I had somebody older than me that could like, I could reach out to and ask questions to, and like, I don't know, like some form of a mentor in some way, um, I would have been way better off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. the church environment wasn't for me. Um, and my dad and I didn't have a really good relationship when I was younger. I was, you know, raised by a single mom and I have six sisters and three brothers and I talked to only one of them. Um, I got into drugs pretty early as a kid. Like I started smoking weed when I was nine years old. Um, Mm-hmm. And that I can relate with that. Yeah, yeah, and that led to a lot of other shit. So if you're doing it or have done it, don't do that shit. Like I'm not against weed in like a medicinal reason, but like when you're a kid, bro, that shit's only gonna make your life worse down the road. And I am a product of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm literally speaking from experience. Like I know, like old people are always like, "Don't do drugs," and then you have your buddies over here in the corner, dude, just like you know, this one time, bro, it's just it's it's a kickback. No, dude, fuck those kids. Those kids are fucking losers, bro. Do not hang out with people like that. I can kind of attest to the reality of drugs because, like, it people are like, it's a gateway drug, and like, people are like, oh no, it's not. It is. It, it definitely it is. is because, it is. Um. So, like, I'm with the with the fire explorer program. So, like, I um. You know how like the police explorer. See, bro, you're really. a fucking. You're a good kid, dude. That's so, awesome. <laughs> um, so we were talking to one of the one of the firefighters, and he was talking to us, and he was like, there there's shit coming up from Mexico. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what they put in it, but it will fucking kill you. Yeah. Fentanyl. Like he was, he was just like, they're lacing it with things. You don't know what's in it, but it will fucking kill you. Even if you come within a sh- like contact with it and you don't even actually in- intentionally take it, you could die from it. Yeah. And it's just, that's, that's the harsh reality of it. Yeah. I have a friend and you know, he's probably, he's probably watching this right now. You know who you are. He started off, you know, nicotine, not that bad. He went to weed, uh, not that bad. He's older, he can do what he wants, I guess. But then it led into things like ketamine and molly. And now I'm just scared that I'm going to get a text one day saying he, you know, overdosed. Like, I'm terrified. Yeah, that. and that's re- that's reality, bro. Like, so, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't, like, done, like, molly but or anything crazy like that but when i was younger like it wasn't so i never did anything other than like drank alcohol and smoked weed until i was like 21 when i really like hit rock bottom um and when i was 21 i i I got into a bad group of guys when i was in the car scene and um i actually started doing cocaine And, and that was like dude the worst decision so the after effects of that, like, I won't give you a long story about all that shit, but the long story short, um, the last time I had done it, it was laced with meth and I was up for three days. And ever since that time, my memory has never been the same. I switch a whole lot more. So even if you watch videos, like watch my mouth, watch, watch my mannerisms. Like my attention span is of like a 15 year old. Um, it's, it's bad, bro. And it's because of that shit. Um, and so that's why I'm like super against that stuff now because it's not even worth it, dude. And like, I was that kid that rolled my eyes 
when the guys would come into the classrooms or the older guy was like, don't do drugs. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking at my son and, and then I look at like, you know, I've had ups and downs with my wife, like any man would, but the, when I, when I do certain things that upsets my wife and don't realize that I had just done something because I'm not like as present as I could be, if I hadn't have done the things that I did in the past, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels so bad to, to have that type of regret in your heart when you know that deep down you're a good person. Um, because it feels like you're letting people down that, especially the people that you like love to death, you would never want to feel that. Um, so I just, that's why I, I harp on that shit a lot. I don't mean to be like a fucking, you know, I'm preaching, oh, but you know, like, I appreciate you talking about that. Cause that's a very serious topic that you just kind of like threw down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does again, like show to your character, like just show that like what you say is really your word and like bad decisions don't make bad people. Right. Yeah. It's dude. It's, it's been a lot. Like, it's funny too. Cause, um, when I talk to like older guys, I've got a few friends of mine that are like in their forties and they're, they, we can just like talk like normal people. And usually you don't see like 29 year olds and 40 year olds hanging out and talking. But like one of my best friends is like 10 years older than me. Um, and, uh, it's, it's natural to have that conversation because we're on the same wavelength because I grew up so fast. Um, and one of the things like my, my goal as a father is to allow my son to do all the kid things like and i want him to be a kid for so long like there's like even at 15 years old there's no reason to grow up fast bro like you're doing good things like you know if you're like in the whatever you called it like the like the scouts program or whatever like the fire department like doing your thing that's awesome um and like for me the the only thing that i had ever done anywhere near something like that was i went to a military-based high school so it wasn't an rotc program uh it was mainly like a boot camp for like bad kids that weren't going to graduate but that was the best experience like in the moment it sucked really bad because it was six months of essentially red phase of basic training minus the guns um, so we were, you know, we'd have five seconds to put each sock on and stuff like that. And we wore like the old school BDUs and jungle boots. Um, but I lived there for six months and also had to go to school and do all sorts of stuff. And I dropped like 40 pounds and, but graduating from that program, um, and graduating high school a year early because of it, it was like the most rewarding thing I had ever done. And I actually had some form of like accomplishment in my life. So I feel like you know, whether it's like Boy Scouts or like a junior cadet program, or uh, I think there's like a, I think they call it like junior Marines or something like that. Um, there's, there's all sorts of things that you can do as like a young man mm-hmm. that yeah. could kind of like, even if your goal is not military, cause it was never for me, but if your goal is military uh, or not programs like that with structure, especially coming from a broken home is something that your heart needs, bro. Like, I can't stress that enough. Structure and schedule is so important. Um, and I never had that. But it, it, anyways, that's, I, I feel like, especially if you have like some form of like doubt or you're, I had to, so I have a, a brother-in-law who's 16 and he always comes to me with these things and it's like, you know, what, I can't do this because of this. And then because of that, I can't do this. And it's like, bro, all you're doing is making excuses. And if you literally just stopped stop for a second 
and listen to what the fuck I'm saying or anyone else that is willing to like give you their time, you might actually be able to figure it out. When I was your age, I wasn't receptive to anything. And every time someone would be like giving me like a life lesson or something, I'd just be like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. I wasn't listening at all. And I, I, I do believe that you need to be picky and choosy with who it is you're listening to because some people are just spewing bullshit. Um, but if there's like consistency in their life that you've like seen, um, then listen to what they have to say. Like, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to apply it, but it's just, I don't know, man. I'm going on. Yeah. Anyway, no, like, I, the stuff that you're saying is like really like knowledgeable and it's very, I mean, somebody may be listening to this who needed to hear this, which is, you know, always good. And don't feel bad about going on tangents. We don't have a time mm-hmm. limit. You can be on here as long as you want. It's as long as you, like, this is your time. This is your time to talk. So I'm, I'm good for, I'm, I've probably mm-hmm. got another hour. Um, so I told the wife I was, I didn't really have a time limit. Um, so, I mean, is there any other questions you have in regards to the business? I know I kind of, I go off track a lot. This, like I said, my past is showing to the way. I, I think that's the only way that we can, re- we can really get up above maybe 45 <laughs> minutes here. <laughs> we have to go off track. Um, so my question is like, how has the company changed from when you first started to now? Like in terms of equipment and distribution yeah. and like, I guess your business model from like when you first started out to now, like how is it, has it gotten easier? Has it gotten harder? Has um, your equipment changed at all or anything like that? Yeah. So in the beginning, when we started, we didn't do any of the production. Um, and that only lasted for like four or five months. I might be wrong. Um, I'm really bad with times. But when we started in June of, well, we launched the business in June of 2020. Um, but we had been working on it a little bit before that. Um, and I had been doing my own thing for a while without a business, um, and we decided to turn it into a business. We didn't have any form of like printing equipment or anything, so we utilized a third-party printing company here locally in Idaho. Um, and so what I did was I went to them with a the design that I had, and then I asked them, hey, you know, we want to market for this design. Um, I want to just get like a small batch of stuff. And they're like, oh, we have a minimum. So it was about like 1200 bucks. I had to pay them for a small amount of t-shirts that I just kind of handed out to some buddies of mine. And uh, we got some product photos and then we did some like lifestyle photos where like a person's actually wearing it, you know? And, uh, you know, we launched the website, uh, which didn't have anything on it. Uh, we didn't have a mission statement on it. We didn't have an about us on it. We didn't have anything. It was just doing operational group dot com is what it was um and we dropped this shirt that was like in a circle with like this edgy writing that said goons just gooning which was a thing that i had always said in a joking manner um didn't really mean anything you know whenever one of our girlfriends or our wives would ask where are you guys going we're just goons gooning like we have absolutely no direction in which we're going we're just doing things with guns um that's the important part with guns yeah, like yeah, we always had guns on us, and there was never really a purpose behind what we were doing because we're not going on a mission, but we were gonna go do some hood rat shit, and so that's what we did. Um, <laughs> I know all about so, that. Yeah, so that was just like a, a thing that I said. So we put it on a shirt, and we put it up on the website, and advertised for it on Instagram, and it like kind of 
went up a little bit. It, it increased our follows. It increased our um, our engagement. And people were like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, it's whatever. It's an, another T-shirt from a company, whatever. Well, then we started to do our classes. I started hosting um, some educators to teach some basic stuff. Uh, we did a few range day cleanups. So we got to public land and started doing that. And then um, before you know it, the year was over. Um, before that year was over, though, um, my wife and I had switched over to um, direct to garment printing. And so we bought our own printing equipment and started printing apparel with no experience in doing it um, in our uh, spare bedroom, which that lasted like three weeks um, because we ran out of space. So we moved into our garage and transformed the entire garage. Well, now it's in the summertime and it's way too fucking hot. So in our, our printing process, our printer will literally shut off if it goes above 80 degrees. And it's like with no ventilation in our garage, it was like 95 by 11 a.m. So we were kind of panicking and we needed to get out of that situation and find a location quickly because we would have to wake up at like 4 a.m. to start printing before it got hot. Um, and we have, mind you, at the time we had like a, a what was he, like one, two, like a two-year-old. And uh, so it was like, you know, we're, we're never owned a business, never knew how to print. We just are learning as we go. Um, and we're trying to let, you know, release a quality product to our supporters because one of the things that i hated was that people when they start these like tactical companies they utilize these third-party printing companies that are like in china and them the owners of the business never see the product before it gets sent to their supporters and i have a problem with that because i have bought shit from companies like that before and i'm super displeased with it and they never got my support again um i'm big on quality and so uh that was one of my biggest things. So we went through thousands and thousands of dollars of failed attempts. So we're like maxing out credit cards and doing all sorts of stuff just to keep up um, with these orders and stuff. And it was, I say that like it was a lot of orders and it wasn't, it was like, I don't know, like 70 orders in the beginning. Like it was That's nothing. a lot though. That's a lot but, to us. To us, well, Yeah. <laughs> but like starting out as a bit, like to make this work and to profit off of it, it was not, and you know, then you're adding the overhead cost of equipment and stuff, and mortgage, and your life expect expenses. Like, it, it that's nothing. And so, like, how do like how do I scale this business? How do I get people to see what we're doing? Like, how do I get more orders? And so that's when we started to dive more into like the mission. What is our goal with the business? Okay. And then I just start talking and then my wife just starts writing this down. Like, All right, this is what your goal is. And then she break it down into like layman's terms. So people could like understand it. So, it, cause I just rant and she just writes down the keywords and then we'll like make it into like something that's comprehensive to people. Yeah. You're like uh, something, something education, da, 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 guns. And you know, you just kind of building like, the community. Yeah. Like all yeah. these little key parts <laughs> and everything yeah. in between was useless. That's so what, what I do. came up with. Yeah, dude, and a lot of people do that, like, especially men. Like, we just fucking ramble about shit, especially when we're passionate about it. And I'm super passionate about it because I saw a lot of flaws from the outside before I introduced myself. So 
I wanted to like leave a footprint. I wanted to make an impact and I wasn't really sure how. So we came up with the mission, uh, break, build, educate, and normalize. And so break, what does break mean? So break the toxicity that already exists within the industry. Okay. So after we break that, how do you break that? How are you going to break that? And how are you going to spread that portion? Well, positivity. Instead of going on someone's page and bashing them for LARPing, let's encourage them to keep doing what they're doing while still guiding them in, in, in the right direction, right? Hey, love what you're doing. Um, can I suggest one thing though? You know what I mean? There's other than, hey, fuck face. You look like an <laughs> idiot. Stop LARPing. There's a huge difference. In the way that Dude, that, you, sound like, you sound like my comment section. Hold on, let me try and pull up a comment so I can read it to you out loud because they're they're fucking they're hilarious, oh, like, dude. They're so funny sometimes. While you're no, looking like while you're looking for that, I'm gonna caveat into the build portion because that's what's directly after is the building. So we need to build everyone up. So I can't just do that through social media. So another way to do that is through organizing local networking events. So I'm going to offer not only classes for you to invest in yourself to learn things that you are interested in learning, but also offer free uh, education and events for you to not only help make our community a better place, but to meet dudes that also think the same, same way you do, or at least somewhat close to the way you do. And then you can kind of pick and choose who it is you want to associate with, right? Did you find one? Um, so I have one. It's just like POV, you don't train in your kit. He's wrong. I don't like train, like I don't, you know, go out and fucking like shoot actual rounds and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna dump this this thirty round magazine into this target. But like, you know, I get out and like me and me and observer go and we hike I'd say a good two miles out to the wilderness with a full backpack, plate carriers, rifles, whole nine, you know. And I was like, Okay, so show me like in your gear and he was like he was like Look at your arms and your oversized pants. So he's commenting on like the size of my forearms and my pants that I wear because I don't have money to buy fucking combat pants. Cry pants are ridiculously expensive and I don't have a job. So he was telling me that and I was just like, okay, so you're, you're bashing me for being resourceful for like with gifts that I have. And he never replied, but it's just funny. Like people like don't know the backstory and they try right. to tell me things or like, like I had a video of me clearing my house and I had my dummy 31 stowed up. So they were still like down, but they were up like off. And since people think they know everything on the internet, they're like, why are your mm -hmm. nods on? And I'd be like, they're not. And they're like, yeah, they are. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. You could watch like one YouTube video that could explain the positioning. Also, so I, I was looking at the Summit Global comments. So we'll have stuff like, come on now, this is ridiculous. Weird LARP. Uh, wannabe LARPers. Uh, clone of Fog. <laughs> really funny stuff. But At least we're not getting vibe checked in Ukraine. It, it, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Anyways. <laughs> but we also, I, I do want to tell this story. This is funny. Uh, so somebody, I'm not going to name drop or anything. Somebody commented on one of her videos, said, uh, or a couple of our videos, said things like, how, how do I join? Um, and then, uh, and then uh, we, we politely told him, uh, sorry, we're not really accepting members. He commented that like two more times, and then on one of our next videos, he commented, "Let's go! I'm joining." <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> just put himself in. Yeah. And we were like, "That's not how it works." That's funny. I mean, no, it's, that that's something that I've I've seen from the very beginning too. Yeah. Is that's I, I I would be like, 
join the club. I'd say something like that. And people are like, how do I join? I'm like, it's not. If you're rocking one of our shirts, you're you're one of us. If you actually fucking read, like if you read the about us, you're you're reading the description on the product that you're wearing and you vibe with it and you support what it is we're doing, you're one of us. Like it's there's not a fuck it's not a cult, bro. Like there's not like a, a right to passage, you know. There's no drinking baby blood. Okay. There is no jump in period. They don't yeah. kick you in your shins. Yeah, we're not a gang. We're just dudes. <laughs> we are. Okay? No. Um. <laughs> so, and, and that's all great. Like, none of that's new to me. Like, I've dealt with shit like that since day one, even before I started the business, right? So, what did I, which ones did I go over? You went, went over through break the, first, build. the first two Bs. Yeah, so break and build. So, the next one's educate. So, me, when I started out, I'm like 90% self-taught shooter. So, you know, like everyone else, watch Magpul videos, watch the YouTube videos, you know, you watch all these like big guys, you start emulating these things and you're trying them. And then I put so many rounds down range and so many reps behind dry fire that I started to figure out areas where I needed work. Um, and I wanted to kind of test that. And so I started to take classes and after taking so many classes and for instance, like take a basic pistol one class. I've taken dozens of basic pistol one classes from multiple different educators, and they're all saying the same thing in just a different way. So as long as what, what their goal as an educator should be is to give you information that you can take home as homework and test those things on your own. If you do not take the information that you're given at a class and apply them on your own, you will never get better, period. It's not getting deployed to Afghanistan that makes you a better shooter. It's applying yourself on the range and, and applying practical application to what it is that you're doing. Collect data based off the things that you're doing. Find ways to do it better, faster, and smoother every single fucking time. So education was very important to me because I saw value in that. And I think that everyone should, you know, return to education every once in a while. Like just because you took a class doesn't mean you're a know-it-all. And just because you took a class and applied those things also doesn't mean you're a know-it-all. Um, and you shouldn't come off that way either. Like maintain the idea that you're always going to be a student and you will always come out better than anyone else. Like that's when I, when I say remain humble, that's what I mean. Know your place. Don't act like you're a tier one, tier one operator. Nobody's going to benefit from that. And you're only going to get hate from it. So just stay humble, keep training, whatever. So we wanted to offer education at an affordable price with extremely high value, um, quality education. And so as of right now, the subjects in which we're teaching in Idaho, we are the most affordable yet most sought, sought after uh, training organization, which if I had staff and I had people working for me on a regular basis, um, I would have classes more often. But because I am the only one organizing these classes, advertising for these classes, and structuring everything, um, we're only allowed to do one a month because I just don't have enough time in my life to do more than that. So, <clears throat> and I don't want anyone to be confused. I don't teach every single class. Um, I subcontract educators to teach specific subjects. So if it's a, a stop the bleed, first aid related class, 
have uh are you know I, i've had different guys but coming in april we have a guy named will who is still a military contractor right now um i can't even share his last name because he's still on contract um and this dude's got i mean years of experience swap paramedic um firefighter emt like all you name it like dude just got back from afghanistan kind of shit and he's like the medic for his group so um these guys know their stuff and i have like communications guys i am not a comms nerd but that is a very valuable skill that everyone should learn we offer them um and then like navigation and stuff i'm not a navigation nerd but i can source people for that um and then like the basic firearm stuff i'll i'll hire anyone that i've done classes with or have gone to their class and i like the way they teach so like raul garcia next weekend or next friday um, i'm having him come out and teach a basic pistol class and uh it's only 150 bucks for eight hours like name another like big name in the industry that's offering 150 dollars class like that yeah that's really good <laughs> there's a lot of people that like Big names that even that I support that are charging anywhere from six hundred to twelve hundred dollars a spot for the same type of class, and to 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 somebody that is not an educator, they don't know any different. For me, I don't sleep good at night knowing that these people could pay little to nothing as long as it pays for the targets that I'm supplying for the day and the food that i'm going to be feeding them with then i'm happy i my i'm not here to make any money off of education i think this shit should be free for everyone and the it's industry so bad hates you that. feed them too yeah yeah it's so cool and a lot of people don't do that either sometimes they won't even break for lunch and it's it just doesn't make any sense to me like tell me what's the main course well it depends on what it is so if it's a firearms class we've changed it up because uh, we live out in the desert, so it gets really hot. So we stopped doing hot dogs and hamburgers, um, and we're doing like Subway now, something more light. If it's uh, like a sit-down classroom setting, like a um, Stop the Bleed class or a comms class, we'll do pizza um, or you know Subway or whatever. We'll ask everyone, what, what would they rather? You know, whatever the biggest number um, wants, that's, so that's what we'll get. So You can't – you literally like – are no cons about you <laughs> no there is right like I, it all sounds great it all sounds great and stuff but we all have our flaws <clears throat> and i'm by no means perfect dude i've just i have really like when i say i've dedicated my life to this bro like i've literally dedicated my life to this and it's it's something that i'm extremely passionate about and i see i have as depressing as it can be with the internet and everything going on in the world and you see the comments and the sound the other um have so much like i have a desire for this shit to work not just for me but everyone within the industry and within this country like i really want this to work for everybody um how i make my money is through merchandise sales that's how i make my money so if you're not buying merchandise i'm not making money so the education like i said it was never to make money i want to make sure that the educators that are coming are getting paid for their time but anything beyond that I'm not worried about it. Um, so like if we're using a range though, like the range is charging me to host a class um, on their range. So I also have to pay them. So it's like, you know, like for instance, so 
there's a class coming up 150 bucks a head. Well, the range is charging me $10 per student. Let's say that's 10 students. Each student pays 150 bucks. I, I would generally take a $50 cut on each person or $25 cut on each person. Then $10 of that each person goes to the range. I just walked out with 15 bucks per person. That's nothing. The rest goes to the, the educator. Like, that's yeah, nothing, bro. That's, that's chump change. That's really respectable, especially because a lot of the bigger groups, like, once again, not going to name drop, but we, we all know who we're so thinking of. They, they charge a lot. Not even because of that, just because of the name associated with it, which kind of comes into the your first B, you know, the toxicity of the, the industry. It's just, they're so, like, narcissistic and stuck up. Like, it's insane. I think yeah. I think one yeah, time, it's... Elijah, you posted on your story, on your Instagram story, it was uh, DJ Clover's, uh, his, uh, his class, it was like 18 grand or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. it was some time ago. Probably. I don't even know who that is, bro. You say that name, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. You're like, who the fuck? I, I, like, uh, there's so many like names in the industry now. Like, and I'm bad at names. Like, I feel so bad because I know <laughs> how important it is to remember people's names, and I remember faces. Like, if I meet you once, I'll be like, hey, I know you from somewhere, but I don't remember your name, and I feel horrible because like a lot of people remember my name because they watch what I'm doing. Um. But I meet so many people now that it's like, it's impossible, bro. Like, I don't even remember half my family's birthdays and stuff. So. Hell, sometimes I forget my birthday. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, hell, sometimes I forget my birthday. Yeah, dude, seriously. That's my wife told relatable. me the other day, she was like, your birthday's in six days. I was like, what? Oh, shit, we're in March. You're like, what? <laughs> when is yeah. your birthday, by the way? Uh, March 8th. I just turned 20. Ooh, happy late birthday, man. Oh, here you go. Yeah, hey, happy late birthday. Yeah, so... Um, so oh I did shit, dude, that build. sucks ass. I'm sorry. I texted you on your birthday. I feel like a oh, dick. I'm trip. sorry. It's, dude, it's another <laughs> day, bro. I'm just getting older. Like, fuck it. So, break, build, educate. Okay, normalize. That's the last part. One of the most important parts, and that's where a lot of you guys come in. Mm-hmm. Normalizing civilians, not only training, but also utilizing NFA items, military equipment x y and z you name it all of it even if we had options to have nukes if we could afford it like we should all be able to have access to everything the military has because that's what the second amendment intended for um any and all restrictions uh on firearms and accessories is small pp energy and i think that the (laughs) atf the nfa and the u.s government should all be abolished um i'm not a fan of either of them So normalizing these things. So when we have social media accounts, YouTube accounts, podcasts, where we're encouraging other like-minded men, young men to get involved in this, start out with Airsoft. Do everyone started with Airsoft? Like everyone, Mm -hmm. 90% of the dudes in the the military right now all played Airsoft as a kid. All of them. Even if, well, not all of them. Like there's a lot of fucking words, but like. Yeah, and like if it wasn't Airsoft guns, it was like those like little like Red Rider BB guns. Like again, Everybody did start aside from actual firearms. You know what I mean? And that, like, that's a good like uh, like starting platform too. I and mean, that's how I started. Those are really good cheap training platforms. 
It's a really Honestly, good yeah. chaining platform. It's a very dude, and I, I'm over here at 29. I'm like, fuck, I gotta get some airsoft stuff. I want to go to a Milson West event, dude. Like, oh, dude, I'm gonna I run like we all my real like kit, but I just need to get an airsoft <laughs> gun. Dude, people hate on me for having an AC1. It's so funny. Why? Because it's you a, have a real carrier. Exactly. People it's a once again get jealous, and so they're like, well, they think that like it's not the slipster is absolute trash. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the funniest part. I, I have had every single major brand's company, and the Slickster is the absolute worst out of all of them. What's the your favorite? FCPC is a great carrier. No, it's not my favorite, but it is uh, a great carrier. But the <laughs> Slickster was really? a failed fucking development, at least in the beginning when it first came out. Like, fuck that. Um, I've tried like the LV119 from Spiritus. I've tried the Warrior Assault Systems LPC1 and LPC V2. I've tried Prime Armor. I've tried fucking uh, HRT. I mean, you name it. Uh, the JPC. So I rocked the JPC for a while. And then I got the LPC, um, which is Warrior Assault Systems. And the reason why I like that one over the other is because we were wearing our carriers for eight hours a day whenever we were out in the range. And it has like external padding, which was way more comfortable than. A JPC. Um, they actually had, There's the, so no. I, I I liked the JPC. Like if it, someone was saying in like the weirdest LV one one nine or the JPC, I'd take the JPC over that any day. They're um, good carrier. The, They're just super uncomfortable. That's all. Well, yeah, and um, that was one of my things is like comfortability. So most recently, I just got a carrier from um, Agilite. And they Ooh. haven't even dropped it yet. So they sent me this carrier. It's the uh, K0. And it's dropping on the 16th of this month. Um, and so I've been testing it for a while. And it's a phenomenal carrier, dude. Like, you, you guys ever seen Pineapple Express? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, like, there's that scene where dude's, like, talking about the two different weed strains where, like, they met and they <laughs> fucked and had a baby. Like, if... if, if, if uh, Warrior Assault Systems and Cry Precision fucked and had a baby. That's what this carrier is. It's the best of both worlds. Like, it's the most comfortable. It's the most modular. It's the most adaptable. Um, it's the easiest to size to your to your fitment. Like to get the plate positioning right. Um, for cable management, you can swap it from Velcro to like the Nexus tubes. Um, if you want to have like tube cummerbunds rather than Velcro, like. You don't have to buy a new cummerbund to do that. Like, it is so fucking cool, bro. Um, and so that's my go-to carrier now. And I'm not getting paid by them, I promise. I just got a free carrier out of it. Um, but it's like, that's my go-to. So if you guys are looking at getting a new carrier, highly suggest checking out Agilite. Like, regardless of their, like, political affiliation and, you know, whether you're religious or not, I don't care. But based. Like... I have never had an Agilite before that either. Like a lot of my buddies have the K19 and I, and I've heard good things about it, but I was never really interested because it, it just wasn't really my vibe, but you know, going from all these other carriers, it's, it's the one bro for sure for me and everyone's, you know, everyone's goals are different. Everyone's body types are different. I've always been a little thicker, um, boy. you know, but yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't have, like, I'm not very bony. Got a lot of girth. Um, so the padding was, was, wasn't was as necessary. But when you add time to the to your training, 
it, it fucking matters, especially yeah. if you don't have money for really like light plates. That's always been my problem. Actually, I've been the opposite though. I've been super skinny all my life, so like that's why I bought the AC one over the Slixer. The other problem with Faro is that they don't sell their carriers in small. They only sell them in medium and large. So even if I wanted to buy something from Faro, I couldn't buy it because they all need mm. more PP energy. You got soft hands, brother. Bro. Sorry. <laughs> um. So I'm super skinny. Eighty-five so fucking hours a day. Yeah. I laid fifteen thousand pounds of drywall on the sun last last night. <laughs> last night in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the logic. That's their logic too. It's like, it's like, yeah, I was out there training in the sun at twelve at night, and it's like, okay, buddy. All right. Yeah. It's well, no, time. and dude, like, if, if you're trying to change it from like, first off, don't let anyone tell you that it's genetics. Because it might be right now, but that can be changed. Like, I let me tell you something. I was 296 pounds. 296 pounds in 2019. Uh, mm. I was fat as fuck. I have always been fat. I had always been a big kid with some man titties. It resonates a little too and, hard. <laughs> yeah, bro. I hated working out and all sorts of shit. Well, I was married and I had a kid and I kind of just had this like realization of like, what a fucking pathetic father that would be. Like if the goal is to be better than your father and his father before him, which is really hard to do, uh, you have to work really hard. So I was out here like, I'm going to be more successful, yada, 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 whatever. How the fuck is anyone going to take you seriously about how serious you take preparedness if you can't even fucking lose weight? And it's exactly. the same thing with if you're skinny, bro, and you don't like it. Like, here's, here's the realest shit I've ever been told. If someone says something about you and it hurts your feelings, it's because it's fucking true. Yeah. yeah. It didn't if you don't hard. like it, it's just been hard to like find play carriers that fit me. That's no, 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 no. I, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm saying in general, if there's something you don't like or aren't happy with, totally. you can change it. Like, yeah. if 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 you're like my little brother, he's built like you. Like he's always been skinny. He's always, but you're gonna be tall as fuck. Guarantee it. My little brother, he was skinny, and he's like six four, and. This dude still weighs like 140 pounds. But if he tried, like literally just eat peanut butter. Like peanut add butter peanut butter to every single, yeah, every single meal that you eat. Because right now, you just got to bulk. Get in the fucking gym. Start working. You don't need to take trend or do all this crazy shit you see on TikTok. Like, trend is so good. Just, you working out will generate testosterone. So cool. like, you can ask... You, um observer he sat in a like a playstation party with me while i ate an entire just like little bowl of peanut butter um i'm a a pretty skinny dude and i try like really hard to bulk and i mean i've noticed that i'm like actually bulking more and gaining more weight but i was i i spent like what was like three hours yesterday in the gym yeah he's been going to the gym like three hours a week it's like three hours a day every week yeah he's he's dude take advantage of the time you guys like Mm If I knew what was, dude, if I was, if I could go back, I'd be fucking ripped right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I am in, I am in the best shape in my life right now, but I am so pissed that it takes so long to get to where I want to be. Like, unless I start taking synthetics, like steroids, 
you know yeah it takes years bro so get ahead while you can you bulk up if you're skinny eat a lot and lift a lot like and don't worry about cardio fuck cardio if you're skinny bro lift and since you know it's still still running stuff but don't don't make it a priority like me like i gotta do an hour lifting session and i gotta do 20 minutes cardio afterwards because i'm still trying to lose some weight burn it up to 30 well i i think what since we're you know we're still around uh puberty and you know we still have some time to go we we can build muscle really really easy like i i was like really really skinny you could like there was no muscle right there on my tricep and i worked out in the gym for the summer after sixth grade and i saw like a huge improvement and that shows that within that small time and you like going into a teenager you have all that testosterone you have all that stuff coming in it's very 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 easy to build muscle for us now rather than it would be with uh later on in life because it's the same story with my dad he didn't work out when he was, you know, in our age. He was like super chubby and fat, and now he's like in his thirties, still working out. He, you know, he regrets not working out sooner, but he's working out later. Yeah, it's it's harder when you get older, dude. Yeah, it's harder, yeah. and it's um, like that's that's awesome though that he's he's working out. But he's a cop. Yeah. Well, then it should oh, be yeah. a priority for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with my dad, it was kind of the opposite, though, because uh, he went from, like, in high school being, like, really bulked up to, um, you know, far, far late now to kind of being, like, a bit, like, larger and all that. But he still goes to the gym and all that. Um, but it's kind of it, it's kind of odd thinking about, like, how a lot of the weight he's pushing now is a lot less than what he was pushing before. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really odd watching it, like, really odd watching it, because you wouldn't really, like either expect him to be kind of lifting that much and at the same time it feels kind of like i don't know yeah, remind him how, how old your dad is and then tell him his pr uh <laughs> my dad was born in 1962 which makes him 60 uh as of november 17th of last year um and his uh pr was like for what for his pr for what to um bench is I want to say I want to say two hundred because like that was like around what he did last time. Years like, old. I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty. Uh, he takes um, insane. He, he takes uh, he takes protein shakes and glutamine, and he is uh, two forty, like like two forty five right now. I think. Damn. I think it's what he said last. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. And what <laughs> what fucking crazy is like I'll look at my dad and I'll I'll be like you're not sixty years old you're like fucking. 40 at least because he gets around so fucking much and like he's so childish but i mean like that has its pros and cons because like it's fun (laughs) to kind of relate to him but it's also a problem when your son who is 16 years old is more responsible than you are as an adult um so i'm guessing your parents are divorced uh my parents um they were never really together. How'd they had know? me, but my mom. <laughs> uh, my parents were never really together. They had me, um, and then my mom went off with another lady. A whole big story. Don't worry. Yeah, but I mean, like my dad was cool with it. He was like, "Hell yeah, two chicks. That's awesome." That's um, funny, dude. <laughs> hey, that's hey. It's it's been, at least your dad didn't go to a dude. You know what I mean? Well, okay. Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, no, Christian Pipes said he's the gay one here. No, well, hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Only behind closed doors. With me, when it comes to lifting, it's really weird. You could ask Isaac. It's, I'm either a freak or I suck at certain lifts. Like, legs are kind of my thing. So, yeah. I'll give you an example. I'm 15. I'm a very big guy, but my powerlifting coach gave me an ultimatum. He said, hey, Christian, you got to bulk up to over 308. And I'm over here at, like, 250-something. I'm like, what the holy... Over, I've got to gain basically 60 pounds of lean muscle. And damn, my so my my I'm I'm decent at lifting. I'm okay, uh, and I, I don't take a whole lot of supplements. Like I take pre creatine, you know, some protein. But basically, I need to hop on SARMs, which I'm doing. Um, so not a roid. I'm not a roids, but very effective supplements. And I mean, my leg press, like in a month, for example, my leg press has gone up from. It was very low. It was like 315. Now I'm doing like 690 to almost 700. Damn, dude. That's his pre workout is his heroin, actually. Yeah. I, I can... <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, he'd be losing like, weight. I, no, like, I, have to, I have to gain a lot of weight, though, which sucks because that's the opposite of what I've been trying to do for forever now. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's got their own their own goals. You know, it's it's just you just got to stay consistent, man. That's all it is. Yeah. But my main point in all of that is, if there's something you want to change, you can change it. You just got to put in the work. Yeah, the only thing is stop yeah. you use yourself. Yeah. This actually rolls was back. That? Oh yeah. What'd you say, Mason? I said the only thing stopping you is yourself. Is hard to find the room. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of rounds back to exactly. what to what you said earlier, um, you know about the just making excuses. Like, yeah, I, we've kind of touched on this a little bit in the in the last episode, but basically, um, I don't know, Isaac. Did do you know if <laughs> if he ever maybe saw Whitewater at all? I don't think so. We I had another it. group prior to this called Whitewater that was kind of um, a little bigger. Yeah, it was kind of failed though. Um, mm-hmm. But we kept on making excuses. We were never putting putting out merch, even though said we were going to. So we finally stopped like compromising. And we did a whole bunch of Batman secret stuff, CAG, Delta, Navy SEAL stuff in the middle of the night. And yeah. <laughs> we we kind of canned that old group, and we the mission failed with the last group. The the mission with the last group was. Almost similar to ours, you know, we were, we're, we're a small group, we're, you know, we're knowledgeable, we're willing to put out knowledge for you to learn, you know, how to do this, how to do that, you know, we don't serve, but we do have knowledge that can serve you, that can help you out within these different types of situations that may help, or that you may come across, whether you're law enforcement, or you're just a rounding civilian, you don't have to be a <clears throat> veteran nor a law enforcement, former law enforcement or so, to see situations that go on or create drills that could go on. Like, my dad's a police officer, and I've created drills for him that seem nearly impossible for him, but, you know, there's still drills that could help out. You know, there's if you you watch video after video, like, that 
Darian Jarrett guy, the uh, New Mexico State uh, Trooper that got executed. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of pucker factors in there. There's a lot of things that you could have changed up. And I don't think you need to be law enforcement nor someone <clears throat> of an instructor type, but you can be anyone and give a correction on this. You know, you can be more safety yeah it, like experience and experience can come from multiple different areas yeah, you, of just life experiences um and and i feel like you know a lot of people like to talk in theory you know hey you should try this or you should do this because i think it'll work and and you know that's all fun and all um but i think that if if there's something that you want to try or there's something that you're going to teach, it should come a portion of that. You should be able to relate to a personal experience that you had had. Um, because if you do have a personal experience to something that that is ap applicable to, um, it's going to come off more naturally too. So people, you know, mm -hmm. they're not going to be like, Oh, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. Um, like I've, I've had guns, like real guns pointed at my face and I've been shot at before and I wasn't in the military, nor was I a cop. Yeah. Um, that's just because I hung out with the wrong people. And I always just was in the wrong place at the right time. Um, and so I learned a lot from that. And then also growing up in like low income housing and being raised by a single mom, um, I lived in some pretty ghetto areas. Mm. So I learned how to survive and how to communicate with those that most of us probably wouldn't even engage with. Mm. So like the gangster type dudes, I grew up around those guys. Um, I hung out with a lot of those guys and I can vibe with them just as easily as I could with dudes in the military and law enforcement. Yes. You have, um, kind of, a adjustable personality. Like you get along with everyone. Ooh, yeah, that except, hard, yeah. Except when I get around the gangster guys, they think I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, are you wearing a wire? Yeah. No. Cause like just the way I hold myself, like I have a lot of people that are like, are you in the military? Are you law enforcement? Like, nope. I'm just a dirty civilian. Yeah, it's, it's, um, ah, you said and it's, it, it's, it's okay though. It's okay. Like I've said that forever, bro. Like I've, I've always said that, like I'm just a civilian. I'm nobody. Like I'm just another guy that, so the way I like to look at it though, like the best term I've ever heard was if someone's like, like, who are you? What, what do you, what is your deal? I'm just a concerned citizen. Yeah. Like to any age group, that means a lot. I'm just a concerned citizen. So I make it a priority, a pri priority to be as prepared as possible in every single aspect of my life, physically, mentally, spiritually. Uh, it, it's it, no matter what it is, I am working on it. Like everyone's level of like life is different. Everyone's goals are different. Like for me though, like I'll give you an example of kind of like what my day to day looks like apart from like the work side. I'll literally wake up, I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll read my Bible. I'll hang out with my son for a few minutes. I'll go work out. After I work out, I get ready for the day. I'll respond to some messages on social media. I might post something. And then I'll either go to the range and start training, uh, whether that's with people or by myself. At the same time, I may be filming some content, uh, but not always. There's a lot of times where I go out and train and I'm not with someone. Or I might be dry firing if I can't make it out to the range. And if I'm not doing either of those things, I'm literally just working. Mm -hmm. But everyone's like routine is different. That's what I was saying. Like structure and routine is important. Yes, sir. Um, there, there should be something that 
you do every single day and it's literally like i have to do this in the beginning Mm. like no it's it's not that you have to do it it's something you should be doing and the reason why you're not doing it is because you think it's hard and that's exactly why you need to be doing it yeah that's the problem we have is you know since we're a young group of you know you're we're a young group of larpers or whatever airsofters people think that we don't have knowledge that could attain to them. Yeah, they don't take us yeah. seriously, which kind of sucks, but I kind of understand it. Because, like, <clears throat> if I had somebody, you know, like, if I was if I was an adult and I was I was being taught by some 15-year-old, I'd be a little I'd be a little apprehensive, too. But it's like, we're not teaching anything like, oh, yeah, this is how you sh- shoot a such-and-such split. Or, like, this is how you transition from target to target in under five seconds. You know, I don't, I don't teach that. I'm more of like the, like the, all right, here's how to set up your backpack. So your back doesn't hurt when you're rucking or like here is how to like throw on a chest seal, like stuff that's very basic common knowledge. You can't really mess up. Um, and then oh, like, you can mess that up. I've seen it. You can mess it up. But like, if, if you, if you know how, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if right. once you've seen it once, it's like, you can't really mess it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, and that's, and that's one of the things that I see. And that's why I think training is important because you can train the same thing over and over and over again. But if there's absolutely no adrenaline and stress added to that, like you haven't learned anything because when you, your adrenaline spikes, and you are in a traumatic situation that you have to respond to, whether it's like medically or like a combat situation. This isn't, I'm not saying this from experience as a combat guy. I'm saying this as like in general, any form of hand-to-hand combat, which I've been in plenty of that. um, If you don't have any form of training that you've trained in that same mode where your, your heart is increased and you're fucking sweating and you have like decreased audible sounds, like, you can't hear as well. You have tunnel vision, like whatever it is. If you haven't trained in that environment, you will fucking fail. And so there's many ways you can do that. A lot of guys just do that by like increasing their heart rate by like running and sprinting and doing exercises before they do a drill, which is a great way to do it. But I think it's also you add that fear factor to it in a, in a way. Um, I'm not going to give any ideas. Some pretty unsafe things you can do. And I don't mean that with like <laughs> firearms, but like. There's unsafe ways that you can increase your heart rate. Um, essentially black bagging your homies and they don't know what's happening. And then they pop out and now they're given a directive and they have to follow through with it. I feel like that's like some of the most intense training that you could be doing with your groups. Um, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if you haven't even been punched, you're wrong. Like, everyone you should, you should welcome that shit into your life like go do mixed martial arts go do wrestling or something especially if you're in high school like there's nothing wrong with wrestling like understanding what it feels like to get beat up is important um and how to respond to that while it's happening mentally and physically is crucial yeah. like that was that was my gateway to the gun world was physical altercations Russian time. um and then like i said like growing up when i was a kid being exposed to certain things that I never wanted to be exposed to again. I didn't want to feel vulnerable. I didn't want to feel like I was, you know, my life was in the hands of another person, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned the whole beating up thing because, um, so when I started doing jujitsu, they didn't do it normally for like the beginners. Like they didn't like put you in a lesson and like make it easy for you. 
No. They threw me in the ring with the most experienced guy in the room, and they said, alright, win this fight. And then did that a few times, and then at the end of it, I was all beat up and stuff, and they were like, okay, so here's what you're going to do different. And then they made him fight like another very experienced guy, and then they said, in a couple of years, you're going to be able to do that. And they said, all you got to do is shut up and listen. And I was like, teach me, you know. Same thing yeah. with any other martial art I've done. You know, I've done, I've done Muay Thai, Krav Maga, like all that stuff. Like, it's the same thing. Just shut up and listen, and you'll learn. But you got to experience it too. Yeah, right. I know. I know all about getting beat up. Like, not in like that kind of sense, but like actual, just yeah, <laughs> like getting targeted. <laughs> um. So, like, I mean, I guess when like the best way to explain it is like, I went to school. Um, I just got bullied because I was white. Um, relatable. So I would get like I would get shit thrown at me. I would be trying to like take a piss in the bathroom and I'd get pushed into a urinal. Like I'd get pushed into a wall, you know. And I'd I'd just be like, that's kind of gay, man. Like my my dick's out, you know. But like, um, mm-hmm. like I I know all about getting beat up. I plenty of times, you know. So it's like no, I'd and kinda... that's that, I like that's I was bullied a lot as a kid, and and a lot of guys that were bullied when they're kids, they end up becoming the bully. And that's why there's like that ongoing joke of like a lot of cops were bullied in school because now they have yeah. this like authoritative like behavior. Um, and it's like to an extent, a lot of that's true, um, but not for everybody. And so like it's weird with how much I've been shit on and how like mean people have been to me in my life. And I'm still out here trying to like help people it's weird that i didn't take the joker route you know there is really two routes you can take from that you can either once again like you said become the bully or you can just basically vow to to never do that and the line gets it's pretty pretty thin sometimes it it gets hard but if you stay true to yourself especially into the especially into the, the the outside world if you're not within the industry or the community at all and like you don't have like any knowledge on how this stuff works. Um, it, it can, it can seem like you're the bad guy. And so um, not to go back, but uh, when I was talking about like our initial uh, initial name, you know, you, you see the name Goon in something uh, that's going to turn off some people immediately just because of the name. And I didn't want that because I want people to feel comfortable to come to us you know, whether it's in a classroom setting or um, just on social media in general. I, I didn't want that to be, you know, one, just a name preventing people from coming out. Um, so anyways, that's kind of a, another story. But. Yeah. Also, I hope we're not keeping you too long. Like if you gotta, if you gotta be somewhere, please do. I do gotta go somewhere here soon. Um, if you guys, you know, if there's anything specific you guys want to know, like I'm, I'm an open book, bro. So if there's anything you want to know, like business related, personally, like I'm all for it. I have some questions uh, regarding some products. So I've brought it up to you before uh, on your main account. It's like past, so you've probably forgotten. But I've asked about optics, you know, whether you're going to do like an LPVO or if you're ever getting on to doing lowers, you know, stuff with guarding, with... Weapons like, so are you gonna produce optics? Or are you gonna produce, you know, lowers, uh, hires, you know? Uh, 
So exactly. gear, yes. Um, optics, that's never been an idea. So there's a lot of things that I never planned on doing that ended up happening just because of connections. Um, so I know, for instance, friend, um, I think he's Havoc Holsters. I have yeah. one of their holsters. Yeah. Like y'all work together. I've, I've seen y'all, the partnership. Yeah. So he, so him and I are really good friends. Um, he's not far from me here in Idaho. And so around the same time he was starting his business, I was starting mine. I found out that he was a local holster maker, but he was just in the beginning, bro, like old school foam pressing style making holsters. Um, and so how we kind of connected, we weren't friends in the beginning at all. He thought I was just some douchey kid and I thought he was a douchey bro vet. And we didn't really like each other, but we wanted each other's business. So he needed to grow his business. He wanted some more exposure. He wanted to get his products out there so he could grow and make more money so he could quit his job. Um, I wanted to offer a product that I can't make. Like I haven't learned how to make, I mean, I, I, can, I know how to make holsters now, but then I didn't know shit. Um, one of the things about business though is creating forms of revenue and value the same time where it takes absolutely no time or effort out of you. That's, that's a smart business decision. And that's like, I didn't, I've never taken a business school like class. I've never gone to college. Uh, I graduated with a GED. Like I'm not some guru. This has just made sense to me. This was common sense. You make my product. I sell the product. I give you, you know, you tell me how much you want to get paid per holster. That'll de de determine what I'm going to sell the holster for. Still right now, we're one of the most cheapest holsters on the market made just like everyone else's. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously we have our own little things that are changed and different than other companies. Um, a lot of the product testing in which his holsters have been developed in was done by me. Um, so like he would give me a product. I would test it out. I'd say, change this, 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 and this, he'd change it. I'd wear it again, change this, 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 and this, he'd change it. And then, so like, the evolution of Havoc Holsters, I can't take like credibility for because he's done his own research. He's worked with other people. Um, but when it came to like this inside the waistband flex holster, I feel like I had a lot to do with that. Um, and then same with the G1 Reaper, the outside the waistband holster that we have. There's That's been a lot of modifications. Hold on, let me go grab yeah, it. Yeah, there's been a lot of modifications through the process. And it was just like, hey, man, uh, let's try this. And he was like, oh, shit. All right, cool. I'll try it. And then other people seem to vibe with it. And he likes it. And so there's obviously changes he's had to make that he's not going to ask me about or anything. Um, but yeah, just like that. There you go. Um, but I, I like... Like I said, I can't take full credit because he's obviously the brains behind Havoc Holsters. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's one of the things is, is um, Kydex products. So we are going to be offering more Kydex products. So left-handed and right-handed pistol magazine pouches, rifle magazine pouches, handcuff holders, Narcan holders, uh, TQ holders, like you name it. Anything that you can make out of Kydex, we're going to plan on carrying that. Um, so our Kydex line is going to be expanding very soon. Um, hopefully by summer, that's the goal. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out some stuff there. Another thing that I'm working on is nylon products. Um, that's another very saturated area within the, uh, the ethos, but 
there is a product that I've developed that I've yet to see on the market. Yeah. Um, there's obviously things that I've taken notes of from other companies and I've turned it into my own. And then I literally just came into contact with the manufacturer. Um, we've had a few phone calls. And so I'm going to be sending him uh, our blueprint slash like mocked up design uh, next week. So that process will finally be getting started with a manufacturer that can keep up with like our demand. Um, and he's a really good guy. He already owns a nylon company, but I, I can't say who it is per paperwork. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be developing nylon equipment for us. And the only thing I have to do is market it. Um, so that's another thing. It's going to be very similar to have a holsters, but it is going to be our product. It is going to be 100% designed by me and sold by me and everything. So it's, it's just going to be made by that guy. Uh, so that, those are the, the two main things that I'm thinking about doing. Um, if you haven't like taken any of our classes, which I don't think either any of you guys have, um, there's some revamping going on. I will be teaching some classes this year myself as well. Um, at, I think I'm going to be charging like 50 bucks a head. I think that's all I'm going to be doing. Um, and that's, like I said, that's nothing. 10 bucks a person goes to the range. The rest is going to pay for the, my re-upping of targets and the food for the day. Yeah, I don't so think any of it's, us it's live more just, um, out in Idaho or else I would have been going to your classes like I heard about them. Yeah, and, and we're all about like um, anyone under 18 that wants to come to our stuff, we're all about it as long as your parents sign off on, a, on the waiver. Um, and then like at least a, present, or a, a parent is present or a guardian is present. So either they're taking the class with you or they're just there. So... Uh, but I'm all for it. Like I've never told a kid, no, we've had a couple kids take classes with their dads and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like optics and stuff, dude, no, nah, like I've never thought of, like, I feel like it's, That's there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. I do actually have a question regarding like your, what you're selling. When do you think some of the flags will be restocked? Because that's oh, what I was looking at. We need them back. So what yes. what flags are we talking about? Oh, so, arms dealer, arms dealer. So arms dealer, dealer. or the um, another one I really like is the well, it's not really out yet. The, the No Kings Wall flag. I don't I don't think that's out yet, but I I definitely have been looking at that one. It it was so it was released once. That one's a recent one that we just released once. Uh, we will be offering it again, but like we usually cycle through them. So uh, we're changing it up to where. We're going to be releasing two flags every single month. So it's going to be a, a rerun of one we've done in the past or a new one at the beginning of the month. And then at the end of every single month, starting this month, we will, or I'm sorry, starting last month, um, the arms dealer flag will be available for pre-order um, every single month at the end of the month. And if you miss it, or you don't see it or anything, that's because you didn't sign up for the back in stock notifications because we know who gets emails and we know who opens the emails and everything. We look at all of that. Mm -hmm. So um, if you don't know how to do that, literally go to the website, create an account, and then you go to the product that you want to, like if it says out of stock, you just type in like, or it has a little box there that says like, notify me when back in stock and you'll get an email as soon as it goes back in stock for a pre-order or it's actually in stock and um and you can order right there and we usually have it open for like a week so like it's crazy to me because there's a million people 
there's a million people that are like, I never see it up for sale, blah, blah. blah. And it's like the last two months it's been available, bro. Like right now we're not taking in orders, but at the end of the month, we're going to offer the no mercy design and we're going to offer arms dealer at the same time on, on a flag. Uh, another question I have is, are are y'all thinking about putting out more of um, heavy weather gear like the hoodies? The hoodies are absolutely comfortable. They keep me warm. But as we've gotten more and more unexpected cold fronts here in Texas, you know, it's hitting us like this. Yeah. It's been feeding us. And, well, my girlfriend took my hoodie, so uh, for me. But the point is, is that the hoodies are really comfortable. They're really, you know, they do keep me warm myself and with my carrier over and everything, you know, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, but they don't block the wind out or yeah, the rain. They don't block wind or the rain. I know y'all do have windbreakers. Windbreakers are OG. But more of like so so short answer though, Joe, yes. Yeah, we Okay. So so fleece, we were looking at fleece, we're looking at quarter zip. Um we're looking at a thicker windbreaker option, and I'm looking at a, win a rain jacket option. The reason why we haven't done that is because we don't have. Uh, so there's there's two ways you can go about it. You can screen print this stuff, which we don't have screen printing. We have direct to garment, so we would have to outsource for that. But we're also going to be investing in screen printing equipment because it's faster than what we have because volume has increased. Um, the other option is to embroider it, which is what we did in our, our flannels. We embroidered them, but we don't have embroidery equipment. We have to outsource for that. So the, the profit margin is very low. Well, you get into a higher level of merchandise like rain jackets and stuff. Knowing me, you know, I don't want to put out some like dookie, crappy, like Walmart material. Mm -hmm. um, so buying that product, a good product, and embroidering it, and also making a profit off of it because I'm not doing the embroidery or screen printing is very, very minimal, which means I would have to sell it to you guys for a ridiculous amount. And I don't see that as fair, and I see that as shady. So for me, I'd rather wait to sell something like that until it can become affordable and both profitable to me. Mm. Um, so that's like... I have to profit off of this stuff because if I don't profit off of it, I'm failing as a business owner. And if it's not affordable to you, uh, you don't get cool stuff. And I'm also failing as a, a business owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? With so there's that, I like to stand out in that way. With the products that I've gotten from y'all, you know, I've never done a holster or anything. But you know, clothing wise, you know, I've bought both of the flannels. I've bought two hoodies. I've bought a couple shirts. They've never really had a problem to me besides that one goon operation shirt when it got ripped right here. But that was during a trip. Yeah. It got caught and it got ripped. That was the only issue. But otherwise, everything is perfectly fine. I, well, yeah, and that's like, that's that's not our issue. That's a you issue. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, that's, that's why we sent you another one. Yeah. It's because you were training. If you're like, hey, I was wrestling with my buddies and I, I ripped my shirt, like, well, fucking buy a new one, dumbass. Yeah. But because you did it while training, it's like I I that resonates with me. So I tell the wife, just send him another one. Yes, sir. And she's like, All right. Yeah. I got the I felt email. so bad. I know you guys check your emails too, because when I bought my holster, I felt so fucking bad. Like thinking back on it now, I badgered the shit out of your wife about my holster. Cause I was so excited. 
So I was like, hey, you know, has it shipped yet? Has it shipped yet? Has it shipped yet? Just every fucking day. And I felt so bad. But, like, that's how well, I you guys that's, that's, emails. that's the other thing, too, is, like, she's super good at, like, being nice. And that's why I don't do the emails. Because, like, listen, fuckface. <laughs> read the description. It says two to three weeks. Has it been two to three weeks? No? Do not email me. Like, that's that's how I respond. And that's why I don't do customer service. Like, I'll do this shit and, like, bullshit so you can hear, like, the mannerisms behind it. But, like, because you can tell the attitude behind it. I'm joking. But if, if I was doing emails, I would not be joking. I have very yeah. little patience. No, that was hasn't. a great, don't don't really that a great thing that I enjoy about your company is the customer service. I've received emails back from you, your wife, and you as well. You and your wife have both received emails back and forth. Um, that's another good thing about the company is having the good customer service. The time of communication it takes, like, it takes not even a second for y'all to respond yeah like uh, maybe 30 yeah. minutes at most yes 30 minutes at most there's not really a big wait time so i yeah. i feel like it's a really really good thing that customers are able to reach out to you fix these problems you know there's nothing bad coming out from your company that's anyone to talk shit on it actually hasn't tried your company yet yeah you guys no, are way faster than grand thumb or what <laughs> I said you guys are way faster than Grand Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, I feel like people's intentions with starting businesses are different than others. Mm-hmm. Um, our number one goal is to help people. And the only way you can help people is by communicating with them. So if it's something on our end that we messed up on, just a basic question that you have in regards to your order or something with the process or whatever it may be. Um, we, we see value in responding and communicating with that. Like we've had situations where, um, like we did this TikTok video once, like I, so our very first TikTok account before it was shut down, every TikTok account I've had has been shut down except the one I have right now. Um, but they, uh, I did this video of just like all of our designs coming out of the printer, like just a quick little, like 15 second montage Mm -hmm. and Bro, it blew up. Like, we had, I think it was like half of a million views. And um, we had like 50,000 likes on it. And there was like, I mean, at least 1,500 comments. And we grew, our Instagram grew by like, I'd say like 3,000 followers or something in like a course of 48 hours. Yeah, and the amount of orders that came in were ridiculous. Like I had a three-inch stack of invoices of orders in that seventy-two hours. Oh, yeah. three inches—that's gigantic. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it was—it it was the biggest rush we had ever had in orders. And because of that, not expecting that, and not backstocking the products in which we had, because we do print order. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll usually print on a print day a hundred things in in one day. And then the following day, we'll ship all of it. And we'll just rotate that way because that's how it works with the two-person operation. We can't do it all in one day. Um, But when you get, you know, 700 orders in a course of three days, like, bro, we were working 12 hours straight for, I think it was 13 days. Jesus. um, Every single day, like production. That was it. And because of that, like we, it was a learning experience for us. 
Like that's why we noted like, all right, so we need to do screen printing because that shit's way faster. And that would have cut our time in half. We would have worked for six days straight instead of 12. Like it's, it, there's a lot to it, bro. But it's, we take pride in it, bro. And my, my four-year-old son has been with us through the whole, whole thing. Yeah, like he's the he real. Hangs out. We, I got a little, you know. I got, yeah, I, I got a little corner for him here in the shop where he's got a little couch and a little table and he's got That's his like baller status, stuff. Dude. And, yeah, he's got his own little area he can hang out while we're working. And so when we work, he works. So what is right? he getting? So you do your schoolwork. What are you buying him a play carrier? That's the question. He already yeah. has one. Fuck yeah. That's right. That's pissed. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, he's got he's got a, a little like airsoft one with like foam pads in it. So it's like a little play carrier. I got him a, a belt um, and a holster with a UBL mid-ride. Um, Dude, you should get him to start it. modeling like yeah, drops. Dude. Like, I would love to see an operational interview of onesie, dude. That would be. So, have you ever? Did you? So, if you go to our Instagram and go to the reels, um, and you go to the play with your eyes open design reel, I'm doing um, it right he's now. In he's in that for like a split way. second. He's in that for like a split second. He walks up to me and hands me a magazine and gives me a hug. Wait, so in the so, uh, okay, here let's see. Pray with your eyes open. So go to reels, and I think that was like last month. I dropped that design. So there's only one video that I did for it, I believe. Um, it starts out like really dark. We tried the best we could with the video, but yeah. Um, thing that when I discovered y'all, it was like last year and we had that big winter storm y'all were backed up for quite some time oh dude that was ups bro ups and usps were screwing us like that wasn't even us yeah i remember like and and like not only like us shipping things out were being delayed but we were being delayed in receiving our <laughs> blanks yeah I sorry i was just watching the video that's, I that's cute, bro. the emails you know you know, we had this winter storm and we're getting backed up, which is understandable. That's that's when I first discovered y'all. Y'all are the first company that I've ever bought from with Full Press. Like, I have never bought from Pharaoh, you know, War Club, Ford Observations. Y'all were the first company that I actually invested into. You know, I bought the shirt and a hoodie and I, I loved it. The outreach that y'all had, it had grown to... Um, a very far apart and then it got taken away by tiktok and then came right back because y'all the algorithms like this and that right so your outreach is growing and growing and it's grown it's grown massively since you know the first time i've discovered y'all you know i've created edits on y'all i've posted y'all throughout my instagram my tiktok whatever social he posts media. you like every day dude it's crazy yeah <laughs> I, I post out quite a bit just to get an outreach because y'all are a wonderful group and y'all are very small compared to when y'all started. So it it was it was just a good thing to get y'all good now because starting a group you don't really get noticed unless you got like forty thousand dollar night vision. Yeah, and I don't have any night vision, bro. Mm -hmm. You got to invest in that. Saying, like, it's a superpower, dude. Like, well, no, I've had night vision. Oh, okay. I sold it. You know why? Why? Because nobody else around me had night vision, and I didn't see it to be as beneficial as a completed rifle. That's exactly smart. yeah. Prioritizing. So it's like, um, how how are you gonna run around with night vision and an Amazon laser? 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, let's be real. Like, if you don't have money for night vision and a real laser, like, you're wrong. Unless, like, obviously, airsoft shit. Like, who cares, bro? Who cares? Yeah. Like, looks dope. What, what did you have? Did you have um, binoculars? I just had a single... No, I had, I had a single... Are you talking about laser? Uh, your tubes. Oh, the tubes was uh, it was a green phosphorus PDS fourteen, just a single. Yeah, Gucci. I didn't even have thirty ones. So you can, I think now you know if you, if you decide to save up, you don't have to go for Gucci thirty ones or the eighteens, but you can pick yourself up a, you know, the the rigid the R NVGs or the D T NVGs. The, they're just the two tubes for right of six to five to six grand at yeah bro i got a kid you know what i mean like yeah that's i'm not going in debt for this shit that's what a lot of people are doing like these guys are racking up credit cards um or being dishonest uh about things that they're selling and making way more money than they rightfully should be making uh, in order to afford these things um, they run there's there's some shady things that go on for people to be able to get those things yeah, yeah. they talk yeah. what's really cool i like not putting any time in training they're pretty much just like walking you know? yeah yeah i mean and that's what a lot of the guys are though like that's the sad truth is a lot of the dudes that you see flaunting this night vision and stuff uh their marksmanship's ass they're gonna fucking uh, die they probably can't that they, I could probably bench both them and their girlfriend, and they don't, they don't know how to even put on a boyfriend. tourniquet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, and that's like, that's me just talking shit, but that's real though. That's a real thing. Like, I've actually met dudes that have, you know, every single type of camo pattern in cry precision pants. They have like the Gucciest of Gucci night vision. They've got the nicest build you could ever see that doesn't have a fucking scratch on it. And they can't shoot to save their life, even at 20 yards. Um, and it's pathetic. Yeah. It's absolutely pathetic. Just put your money, like, dude, I've ran Anderson lowers, Bear Creek lowers, Arrow Precision, like the cheapest shit you can get. And I still outshoot and outperform yeah. most of the dudes that come out to the range. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why I, a lot of people think that I block off my serial number because I'm worried about someone figuring out what it is. And that's not why. It's because. I'm I'm literally hiding the brand that I'm using. The big, the big I'm problem because it means nothing. The big problem I find with you know these Gucci guys is that not dropping any names, but there's this guy with like Gucciest cry. He has the Cry JPC 2.0. He has like oh, Blue, Force, Blue Force gear mags. You know he has everything in the book, but yet he's skinny. You know he probably bench the 45 pound bar. I think it's more of what you actually do. Like I've out, I've outshot in my dad. Me too. You know, he, he, um, he underestimated dry fire, and look who shot dry fire god. Yeah, you only do that once. So I have I have Glock seventeen, the MOS Gucci. Yeah. And my airsoft gun is a Glock seventeen Gen four, which they're sort of similar. You know, few a uh, few differences within the gen 4 and the gen 5 but at home you know i run around the house with my belt on just running and back back and forth drawing uh drawing you know time to shoot time to get on target 
uh, a lot of things that I see with people when they draw, especially with play carriers on, they like to lean or like they with their holsters when they come out. Instead of just going straight forward, they like to do this, like do this. Oh, fishing. Yeah, they like to do the fishing, which is it's 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 just it's causing it's you funny time. to watch. I I've tried. Yeah. You know I've done it so many times that as soon as I draw, I push out and go to work. If you ever heard that. But like I said, like, dude, that shit just comes with repetition. And whether it's through airsoft or dry fire or live fire, it's just how, how do you want to do it? It's whatever flavor you want, man. It's, I feel like it's just the priorities are wrong and a lot of people are being skewed in the opposite direction because of social media. And that's why I like to mix it up what it is that I'm doing. Like, I have to post our products because if I didn't, they would never sell and I wouldn't make any money to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, but I also not only share, like I did a reel the other day explaining just a very basic understanding of like low ready. Um, yes. And then, you know, I'll follow that up with something a little motivational, like what I did today. Like it's, it's, I try to break it up because I'm hitting different areas of people like Maybe you're in the, I want to learn something about training mindset right now, or, hey, I'm feeling like super fucking sad and depressed right now, and I feel like I'm alone kind of thing. Like, I, I, I'm trying to maintain this, like, wide scheme of who I am and, and who I'm trying to reach, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, like, I was saying earlier, you know, many people aren't going to take knowledge or information from, you know, a 15-year-old, 14-year-old because they're not law enforcement, they're not a veteran. And, you know, I understand on some part, you're not going to want to take knowledge from your child. But if you take that, if you consider that the, the child, the person has, you know, has seen and, you know, done the research and even has a father has been in these situations, it's, it's more of a smarter thing to come up with drills that can help. Like my dad, they were, they were watching on this drug dealer and the drug dealer came right in front of his car, and he came out, mm -hmm. and, you know, the drug dealer, he had his hands everywhere. So the immediate thing I told him to do, you know, was, like, as soon as you get out and just have a little ready. We got to the range uh, the day later, and, you know, I, sh I showed him a drill from getting out the car. We had two targets posted up, and the drill was, as soon as we got out, let's say, you know, he's talking to Shay, he's all blah, 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 blah. You know, let's pretend he draws his gun. You're already at your low ready. As soon as you, as soon as you see that, you know, mannerism coming up, you just push out, boom, boom, boom. <clears throat> right. And it's, I don't think it's. The I feel like I, I feel like so. Like I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I feel like one thing to remember because of your age, people are going to question it. But like, here's the thing. The what the fuck was that? Hold on, sir. Oh. I, sorry, I thought it said my text message send. Um, the the reality behind any form of education or trainer, you will be questioned. Um, I never came off as a know it all or an educator, and I even told myself that I was never going to teach anybody anything, um, because I was never interested in being an educator or an instructor or anything like that. And it wasn't until this year that I made it a priority to put myself in an instructor or educator's uh, role. And the only reason I've done that is because I see, I've worked with a lot of educators. I've taken a lot of classes. I've met a lot of people. 
I've tested all of these things on my own. And I, I've gotten to the point to where it's like, there's so much that I've taken from all of these people that I've compiled it into my own curriculum. And I just want to share what I know and how it works for me, because there's a lot of people that are following me, that are supporting me, that also communicate the same way that I do. Um, and not maybe with this military guy or this law enforcement guy. And maybe they just want to hear it from like my perspective. Um, and that actually ended up being true. Um, and so I'm as, as uncomfortable as I may feel in doing that because I don't want to do it. Um, I, I'm going to do it because there's people that are looking for it. But understand that whether you're young or you're old or you have experience in it or, or not, like law enforcement or military, there's going to be people that, that are going to question you. So my best advice when it comes to an educator's perspective or somebody that's trying to share information, don't worry so much about trying to justify what it is that you're doing focus more on just doing it and showing by example people will see how it is that you move your body how it is that you pull the trigger how much leverage you have over your firearm how accurate are your shots show your hits yeah show show the movement in slow motion like and then add context in the in the in the the caption like just start there. Yeah. Like, do a drill. Don't say a fucking word. Just do the drill. And then in the caption, write what it is you were doing and the why behind what it was you were doing. Mm. And make sure you got a group of buddies that you talk to and you guys train together. Ask them, hey, does this make sense? Or send it to me. Send it to me. Hey, does this make sense? Or someone else that knows more than me. Send it to them. Does this make sense to you? Does this, is this like, am I just talking out my ass or does this actually make sense? And if they're a real person and they're not going to lead you the wrong way, they'll tell you, yeah, this is right. But however, yada, 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 you may want to consider this, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe you'll try and adjust it a little bit or you'll leave it the same. It's, it's dude, it's all up to you. Mm. Um, you could just put out some doo-doo ass content and that's just what it is that you do, you know, or you take into consideration the, the, constructive criticism that you're being given and you actually apply that to what it is you're doing and try to do better next time. Like if I didn't fail as many times as I did, I wouldn't be as good of a shooter, business owner, father or husband that I am today. Period. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I hate when people get offended about like being corrected, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The and then the other thing well and sometimes it's hard to take because like you're so passionate about it and it's like you you feel like you knew what it was you were doing, but so many times have I been wrong and it was hard to take in the beginning because I was being attacked from all corners, bro. And so it's, and, and sometimes it happens just because you have a spotlight that people are jealous about too. It may not even be because you did anything wrong. It may yeah. be because they just don't like you. I had an entire hate page dedicated to me for 10 months. I was stalked for 10 months. That's just life. It really was. Um, That's gay. Part of the <laughs> part of the thing that I personally preach is like uh, train how you shoot. So like for instance, with my rifle, it's an airsoft gun, but I have it set up specifically how I would want my real rifle set up. And I'll I'll show you here. I'll turn the camera and I'll show you. So it's got a 13-inch barrel on it. It's kind of based off like a Mark 18 sorta, but I've just got I've just got a light and a sight on there and a sling. I need. You don't need any of this stuff like any of this cool shit to. To shoot well, all you need is a sight, a sling, and maybe a weapon light. Right. 
And then what Joe was saying about the holsters is he doesn't own a holster, but I do, and I can personally attest to the to the quality of them. When you say you sell quality things, you sell quality things. This holster is never broken on me. Um, I've never lost a bolt, and like I don't even have Loctite on them. Well, and here's the thing. Um, one of the things that a lot of people fail with, and this is something that I would recommend you guys do too, uh, do gear checks, bro, because shit will fail. Like, if you have a holster and it lasts for 50 years, it's because you don't use it. Like, um, retention will be lost at some point by screws backing out, Loctite not Loctiting. Like, it's... Or just you have used that so much you've worn it out to where there is absolutely no retention. Like, it is a possibility. And, or extreme temperatures. Like, I mean, you would have to be under like 350 degrees for your holster to, to change shape. But it, it does happen. We've had holsters break. We've had holsters lose hardware. Here's the cool thing about our holsters, though. We have a lifetime warranty. So as long as I exist, anything that happens, you let me know. And I'll send you another one. Could I, uh, do you think you could, I could talk to you after and get a, uh, a replacement? Actually, wait, no, never mind. Duh, I'm retarded. I didn't even have a, a thing fall out of the holster. I had it fall out of my, um, my QLS. Yeah, that ain't me, bro. I yeah, know, never mind, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, anything, like, if your hood breaks, if you lose hardware to your hood, or if you're running, like, one of our inside the waistband holsters and your wing breaks, or you know hardware or you your clip falls off whatever so things do come loose especially for those that are like appendix carrying our holster like you're wearing it every single day you're sitting you're driving you're running you're walking like things will come loose like so before you even put your gun in the holster check your holster out check the tightness of the bolts make sure everything's there make sure the retention's right cool everything's good check rack around in the chamber go on about your day everything's gonna be fine if you don't do that that's your fault not mine However, if you lose something, I will replace it. Yeah, and if you don't wreck around in the chamber, you're gay. Um, uh, yeah. Isaac, do you mind pulling out your holster and like showing it to the camera so we can do like comparison yeah. here? Because you see, I have I have the Safari Land, I have the Dovetail, I don't have the QLS, the Gucci QLS, but so I have one. I have the Safari Land uh, 17 holster. And if you look at yours compared to the Safari Land, yours is a way more slimmer, um, more of a uh, uh, minimalistic specific minimalistic holster rather than the right. Safari Land. Because if you look at the pictures of me, my my holster is like it's, it looks like a big old just block right there. If you compare right. your holster, you know it's very slim. It's very good for tight corners. It's it's not really getting stuck and I haven't seen him run with it, but with common issues with Safari Land holsters, they like to bounce like crazy. So you always have to get a lever attention, if not like that. Yeah, and I, I like regardless of the holster you have, I always suggest leg retention. It just makes it easier for pulling the weapon out and seeing what you're doing right now with the with the weapon and the holster. That's great, but some people will get their holsters with no knowledge, and like it just slides in and out, not knowing how to adjust retention. Yeah, because yeah, I have like, mine super tight. Just, right here i have mine crazy tight like i have mine to where like i have to actually tug on it because i've lost this pistol before see and that's why we offer the hood 
I was just... as an option. That's one of the main reasons is is doing the hood because for me, I do a lot of running drills or shooting from unconventional shooting positions. And so like either dismounting from a vehicle or like laying on the ground and coming back up and then sprinting to another position, like you you turn around, you're like your fucking gun's gone. If that's with a, a real gun and you're in a real situation, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've had that not the lender is that let's say that you know you're a security officer you're a cop you're working a mall or something and, and you don't have a lever on your holster and your holster is just like one of those pull ones that just like easily pull out and go level one yeah level one that's that's your big issue right there if you're in a public area and let's say it's like a heavily populated area where people are really prejudiced towards cops and they'll do anything to get rid of them even you know go as far as taking their gun it's going to be as easy as one two three to go ahead and pop them right in the back just drawing right gun. so i think the lever is a good thing especially if you're working security you're working a public someone could come up to you at any moment you see there's no one knows how to really work a safari land holster i don't know not really many people run safari land holsters besides law enforcement well and i've ran safari land and the reason why i don't run safari land anymore is because one we have our own holsters so that'd be kind of weird but i have ran a safari holster safari land holster because i wanted to try different companies holsters mm -hmm. i've tried tier one i've tried t-rex arms i've tried safari land i've tried multiple um and i kind of like picked and choose things that i did and didn't like about each one and so like i got so like your safari land the reason why they're big and bulky is because it's not meant for your specific specific weapon it's meant to accommodate multiple different weapons and light options yeah. um that's generally how they're made like there's like at least three or four different options you could have with that you could put a different light or you could put a different gun in the light and whatever and it'll work with most of them oh yeah whereas i i've i had a i don't remember like the model number it's like a long number but uh the safari land that i had was like one of those super dope ones that were wrapped in multicam and um it was made specifically for my light setup um so it was the glock 17 gen 4 mos with an x300u and a hollow sun 507c specific to everything that i had and it still did not seat in the holster correctly i had to dremel pieces of the kydex to get it to work and i was like for 300 dollars bro I have to modify this to make it work. Yeah, optic. How about optic no? Ready Safari Land holsters are like very expensive. Like my dad runs a uh, the uh, Sig three twenty, and he has a uh, mm -hmm. Hollow Sun optic on there. His his has the Kodora wrap, the black Kodora wrap or whatever. It, it's like yeah. three hundred dollars, almost close to it. And you know, sometimes he has a little bit of issues drawing. Uh, another problem I've seen with my holster is. You know, like when I'm drawing, it it kind of has like a snagginess. No matter the retention, it always has like a snag. So yeah, it's it's kind of just an issue. Um, another thing is like what you're running. Like it's a 17 holster, so we'll run a 17, a 19x too, since it has a 17 frame. Um, I think there's just a lot more options with Safari Land. That's why some people go after it. But I do believe your holsters are optic ready, right? Yeah, yeah. All of them are optic ready and open ended. So yeah. if you run a compensator or a threaded barrel, ninety percent of them will work. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing that, like, like Joe is saying, like it's hard is it's hard to find holsters sometimes because I have a CZ right, 
it was a bitch and a half to find a legitimate holster for this. I searched the internet for a good year before I bought a Havoc holster. I could not find a holster that would let me have a red dot and a light, which I still haven't bought, but like, (laughs) God, I sound like such a dumbass, but like, if I ever wanted to, you know what I mean? I want to have that capability. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was Um, hard to find a holster for this. Another thing is like your holsters, you know, from what I've heard from Isaac, they're reliable. Uh, from what I've heard from his training and scene, you know, your holster gets put through this shit. I'm not going to lie with you. He puts it through it. But the good thing is that although it's cheap at $80, you know, depending on your material and what you get, it's it's not, it's not it's still good. It's like you don't have to pay the $300 for it to be optic ready, open-ended. It's cheap, right. good quality, and I think that's what matters most. You know, maybe they'll mm-hmm. do Gucci it up to something closer to Safari Land than it's reasonable for a higher price, you know, higher materials. But right now, what y'all are doing, it's really great. From what I've seen of Isaac's training, you know, it's lasting. It's 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 doing its job right. Yeah, because so, like like I can attest, I put that holster through shit. Like I will, like I straight up, I I threw my belt at the ground. I'm just to see if all the stuff on my belt would hold up. It, like it directly impacted on a rock, and it was just fine. Yeah, like, and it should. I mean, it it should be able to be fine. Like there's not even you a know. dent in the kydex. It doesn't last. A shitty product. There's not even a dent in the kydex. Like, I'm. Uh, let me. I'm gonna be buying a holster pretty soon here from Optimus. Actually, well, another thing. Right I on. think since it's so like. Your your holsters are so minimalistic, and you do have the QLS system. It's it's much more easier to clean out your holster than it is to clean out like a Safari Land holster. Like if you check my holster, you know I have all this dirt and dust within. Yeah, you gotta like spray it off of the hose, bro. Yeah, like I sandblast that bitch. I have to sandblast and do a lot because it's been through it. I've put it through quite some stuff, so it's yeah, it's much more difficult to clean. You know, a bigger uh, holster such like Safari Land rather than it would be with yours. Yours are more of a minimalistic, and depending on what material you get, you know, it'll be easier, harder to clean up. Yeah. Well, right on, man. I, I appreciate all the kind words, yep. guys. Um, I truly appreciate you, you know, talking to me and giving me the opportunity to preach. <laughs> oh, you appreciate it, dude. You have no clue how much this meant to us. Yeah. Like I said, man, I, I, I wish more people that have made, you know, whether they're a big name in the industry or whatever, I, w- I wish more people would take the time to talk to people um, just like humans and just converse and get to know each other. I feel like that's a, a, a paramount step that this industry needs, this community needs in order for us all to come together and um, to to really make waves within the industry. Cause if we're all just kind of guessing about the people that we're supporting, it's, it's not actually helping anything. Yeah. So, yeah. um, like we all, I feel like we, we've learned a lot about you, uh, during this podcast and just that makes it so much easier to look at your company as a whole and go, wow, I understand this a bit more because I understand the people who are behind it. 
then the that other, is something we really appreciate. The other great thing about this is that this is going to go on YouTube and people are going to see it, and they're not they're not going to have to like they're not going to have to wade through the sticks and be like, how does this work? What is this? What is this all about? Um, right. My question to you is: Would you be down to do this again if we asked you some different questions? Like any, let's say, sure. let's yeah. Say, I mean, if you guys want to do more of like a like an interview, to this or kind of like a we're getting acquainted. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys have you know more of like an interview type thing you want to do, I mean, we can do that. I mean, just let me know and give me some time in advance, and um, I can just put it on the calendar and we'll we'll do it up. Dope. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and we're you know like I said, we're trying to get. We're probably going to try to get finance in here. If you know who they are, we're going to try to get, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've talked to him a few times. He seems like a we're going to try to get, you know, Bulldog tactical, which is a little bit smaller, but they do more local stuff in Florida. Their, their owner's um, resume is <laughs> fucking insane, dude. Oh yeah. Like FBI HRT, like, or yeah, uh, FBI HRT, like, task force. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude is stuff. just crazy. He's got a resume like three pages long. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then other groups. Well, so, I mean, but, if you wanted to, like, you know, we're probably going to do some individual episodes with these guys, but, I mean, if you wanted to, you know, hit me or Isaac or Joe up, and if there's anybody you wanted to maybe do a kind of a joint thing with, like, we'd be down, yeah? Yeah, here, actually, let me, um, let me DM you my phone number, because I'm better at responding on my actual phone than I am <laughs> on Instagram. I'm horrible on instagram well hit me you know if you guys ever need anything though um if you can't reach me on the business page uh you can reach out to my personal instagram which is the operational dad Papa dude. um and so if you guys just remind me you know if i don't know who you are in the in the moment just hey i'm so-and-so from the podcast or whatever i'll add you back and then if you guys ever have any questions or if you want to do this again just hit me up and then we'll like i said we'll set it up all right, I followed you on Summit, and I followed you on my main, so, yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah. Anything else before I leave? I got to get back to the house. Yeah. Um, it's all. There's, uh, that's all, man. Thank you once again. Thank you, thank you for uh, taking your time to talk to us, and, you know, wish you the best. Thank you. Right on. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night. Stay safe, and have fun. You too. Peace out. Peace. Peace.